Hello and welcome to Box Cutters episode 26. I'm Josh Canal. On my left, welcome back, Ross McQueen. Thank you very much. And on my right, you're always here, Brett Cropley. Good evening, viewers. Yes. <laughs> uh, I'm going to hold that record. I'm going to be the last one, last man standing. Really? Let me tell you. Yeah. Is that a reference to Marik being in it here last week, last uh, man standing? No. What? No. No, not particularly. But I am going to be the last man standing. I'm going to be the last one to take a week off. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I challenge you, Josh Canal. Well, that challenge has been laid down. I'm wait, wait, wait. I, I didn't realise there was a whole challenge thing going on. Well, there on, wasn't. <laughs> there wasn't until you didn't turn up last week. Uh, how was your holiday? It was very nice, thank you. We should just say a quick word. Of hello to our sponsors this week, Headphone World. <laughs> yes, <laughs> thanks to Headphone World for all your headphone needs. Oh, oh my god, oh, you guys at Headphones are us. Like, just disregard everything <laughs> that I said to you the other day. Headphone World, we love. Uh, thanks very much to Marie Cardi last week for uh, for filling in. She was excellent. Thanks to everybody job. who uh, who uh, you know posted their comments on boxcutters.net mm-hmm. and uh, and said what a great job they thought they did and how it was okay if you came back Ross. Yeah, that, that was nasty. Yeah. It wasn't that nice of yeah. them. Yeah. <laughs> Marie was great, but it's still it's okay if Ross comes back. <laughs> but get rid of Brett. I did you see all of those? <laughs> Shocked. We've got a great box cutters this week. Uh going to talk about Commonwealth games uh, mm-hmm. as we're recording this. It's on right now. Yep. On right now in the opening oh, ceremony. Really? Yeah. Man, I, I, where have I been? I didn't notice anything. <laughs> the athletes are still coming into the MCG. I thought, I thought there was. How long it took. I thought there was some sort of sort of international skirmish going on down at the MCG, and that was why I kept on getting woken up by the freaking army helicopters over my house in Richmond. <laughs> we'll be talking about the uh, proposed changes to media laws. Uh, some crap TV is back, which is great. Mm-hmm. I don't buy it. Is also br- back. Uh, some stuff about Channel Nine. Some stuff about other stuff. There'll be some stuff. It's a show full of stuff. It's box cutters. Why don't we kick it off with the news? Stuff's the best. And now for the news. Oh, caught me out too quick. As what are you doing? The theme was too short. But I, I, I why do you gonna... have to just go and say that? It's like you've never done a show before. Why, why don't you just let me start with the news like I always do? Start with the news, Josh. Now? Because <laughs> I usually do it straight coming out of the thing. As I mentioned uh, at the top of the show, the government has released their white paper about proposed changes to the media laws called Meeting the Digital Challenge, Reforming Australia's Media in the Digital Age. And uh, this is a discussion paper that uh, they released a few days ago and they've allowed until the 18th of April for replies. We're going to talk about that a whole lot more later on in the show, but I didn't want to have a news segment where we didn't actually mention the biggest news item of the week. Uh-huh. Uh, so that with that, also, the Commonwealth Games have started televising. Okay. 
I don't know if any sports events have happened yet, but they have started televising. <laughs> and and interesting of them to uh, to pretty much take a dump on that little bit of news coming out, um, and also muddy the waters with. Uh, and we're thinking about advertising on the ABC. I wonder what they're trying to bury. Mm. Well, we'll with uh, the Commonwealth Games. We'll, starting mm. we'll talk about that all. Mm. In the, uh, in the proposed changes segment that'll come up later on in the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, was there any other news this week? There was. Channel 9 have come out with a list of new shows that they're planning to show, uh, I think, uh, later this year. Uh, one of them, which uh, smells like a winner straight off, is a new ice skating show. Which, <gasps> really? Uh, yeah, which I believe is called Skating on Thin Ice. Insert your joke about Channel 9's performance thus far in the year here, um, which is being, uh, it apparently was a smash hit in England and is being uh, headed up by Torval and Dean. So is it a, a skating competition it's, it's, series? Interestingly, it's Channel 9's second attempt at a celebrity skating competition after... Skating with the Stars? Skating with the Stars. No, what was it called? <laughs> celebrity Skaters Celebrity on ice. Skate Overhaul. It was uh, Australia's funniest celebrity skaters. Uh, yeah, no, this one's this one's a bit more structured, like Dancing with the Stars, in terms of you have a real skater with a celebrity, and people get voted off each week. So, so you're saying that uh, this has actually been a, a bit of a hit overseas? Uh, apparently, in England, it was quite a hit. Yeah, hmm, interesting. Well, where, where, of course, they do have a lot more skaters. Strangely enough, in the Melbourne metropolitan area, we only have one ice skate rink in the whole area. So no, well, uh, we no, don't actually sometimes... have too many of our own skaters here. Hang on, don't they still open up My Music Bowl for skating? They haven't I'm done that sure. for a while. They haven't they? No. Not since they renovated they it. They are building one in Docklands too. Ooh. That'll be popular. <laughs> uh, they also have... Tovel and Dean uh, are also going to, uh, to, to head their own show called Tovel and Dean Dancing on Ice. Oh, okay. Which will be... Another Torval and Dean special, and they've got to be just a one off fifty now. <laughs> How old are Torval and Dean now? Seventy four and seventy six. <laughs> you know, uh, so that's but people. But love... that, it adds to the drama if they go over, they're going to break a hip. Yeah, <laughs> people love watching ice skating. So instead of skating on thin ice, it should be skating on <laughs> fractured bones. <laughs> skating on new hips, I think. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't get the appeal of ice dancing, as it's known. But no, any other new shows? Uh, they, they're also doing a show called Hotel Babylon, which I don't know much about. Uh, it's hello. a BBC, it's a BBC series. Okay. Uh, which co-stars saucy Australian actress Natalie Mendoza. Mendoza. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a sci-fi on that spaceship out of Babylon Five, yeah. Ah, uh, possibly, or uh, or perhaps it's a hotel from the town Babylon from uh, Carnivale. It's a it's a comedic <laughs> drama. Oh, really? Uh, which uh, takes a look t- takes a look at life inside London's fictitious Hotel Babylon. I've stayed there, where <laughs> there are no reservations and staff have as many secrets as the guests they accommodate. Oh, fantastic! Ooh. That sounds good. Uh, also, Ooh. they've got uh, Channel Nine. have got Hello Goodbye, which is a new reality show being shot out of Sydney Airport. I I was so hoping you were going to say shot out of. A cannon. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they're soon to announce a new deal with uh, an overseas studio for 
film and TV rights, but I'm not sure which of the US studios that is. And Eddie has apparently called for a brand new Saturday night entertainment style show. Here comes Daryl. Here comes Daryl. Yeah. Is that mm. what it's called? Eddie. Here comes Daryl. Oh. Here comes Daryl. I thought you were saying Eddie calls for. Eddie calls for a brand new show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, they all sound like winners. <laughs> what about the uh, $30 million miniseries called The Triangle? Oh, oh, yeah. I've seen the ads for that. It looks like it was shot on a uh, on a camera phone, you know, like one of those phones that you get in your mobile. It's very possible because mm. it, it stars Sam Neill, and clearly he's been too busy doing ads for meat, <laughs> uh, which I want to talk about next week in uh, in I Don't Buy It. Uh, and so, what's what's the triangle about? Bermuda Triangle, I believe. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, an, ex- an eccentric billionaire who hires a team of experts to uncover the notorious secrets of the Bermuda Triangle. A bunch of has-been actors go and try and find out what happened to their career. Maybe, what happened to maybe, their career. Maybe that'll clear out a few of them. Well, it, <laughs> They'll it just starts, disappear. Because oh. it's got Eric Stoltz and uh, Sam uh, Neill. I was going to say, it starts Sam Neill. I wonder if it's also got Jeff Goldblum and... Uh, <laughs> Lou Ferrino. And, uh, no, I was, what's, the, it could be a Jurassic Park reunion. Oh, yeah, yeah. I can't uh, think. Laura Dern. Laura Dern. Laura ah, Dern. Uh, there's also the uh, uh, New Adventures of Old Christine, which is the new Julia Louis Dreyfus. Which we talked about uh, a few and weeks ago. So it's got nothing to do with that Stephen King novel? No. Okay. And uh, aired in the US for the first time last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they'll also finally be showing Rome. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Apparently, Rome has quite a few content issues, though. Yes. I don't know how they're... So, Content meaning uh, violence, sex violence, sexy violence, etc. Nice. Yeah. Well, that, that's the that's the kind of violence you can't have. Togas, I knew, I knew that would appeal to you, Brett. Brett, I think uh, you had some news about South Park. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, South Park have been in the news. Isaac Hayes, the voice of smooth talking chef in the blockbuster animated show South Park, has reportedly quit the program, saying he can no longer stomach its take on religion. Strangely, he was fine with them taking it out of the Muslims, out of the Christians, out of all of those other religions that they've taken the piss out of over the last six years. Has it been right? Oh, longer than that. Suddenly, yeah. we have we have an episode about Scientology. Out of there! <laughs> He's offended. He's deeply, deeply offended. He's not going to have it anymore. And I think compared to, to some of the other things that South Park have done against religions... What they did about Scientology was really quite weak by comparison. I mean, they've, which they've a, done some... Which was probably out of necessity because Scientologists are known to have the mantra that the best form of defence is offence, which means they'll just sue the shit out of anybody that, that uh, they can. Which I, I always thought it would be better for them to uh, have the I know you are, but what am I <laughs> defence. <laughs> Interestingly, though, uh, Mr Hayes hasn't actually said anything in regards to Scientology. No, he's, he's, he's just, just left it as the, the bland kind of religions. Yeah. yeah, and in these growing uncertain times with the Muslim comics and whatnot, Mohammed comics. Yep. But interestingly, mm. uh, Troy, Troy and... Uh, what's his... Matt. Matt had... Um, had poured off for a long time doing anything about Scientology because Isaac Hayes was part of the cast. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 Mm. So, and I mean, they've been using Chef a lot less well, over yeah, the past few years yeah. as well. Yeah, that's what, that and was that, my first thought. That when... comes out of uh, a major complication with him living in New York and them 
taping the show in California. They tape it, do they? In front of a live studio audience? Uh, no, but they do tape the <laughs> it's voices. Terrible, it's a t- okay. terrible strain the on the animators. <laughs> so they, but they, they can s- do that over in New York. They don't have to be there. Uh, Look at all the albums that have been released by artists duetting with other people who are never in the same studio. It makes it very difficult to direct. Makes it very difficult to direct when you're not in the same room as the actor. Mm. That's the problem that they've said. So, uh, so they have been using Chef a lot less. So maybe he was difficult talent as well, which is which is quite likely. Mm-hmm. Quite likely, uh, you know. But he'll still continue to live off his Shaft royalties, so mm-hmm. that's fine. Who cares? Not me. The FCC in the United States uh, have that's the Federal Communications Authority thing. <laughs> Wouldn't that be F Federal Communication <laughs> Commission? Thank you, thank you. Uh, they're the US communications regulators, and on Wednesday they proposed three point nine million dollars in fines against scores of television broadcasters for violating federal decency limits. Scores of them. Scores of them, which should mean multiples of twenty. Mm. Twenty-four. Uh, no. Oh no, twenty. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I was thinking grosses and stuff. A gross is 144. Yeah, 12 12s, which yeah. is also 624s. <sighs> if only I could turn your microphone off. I don't know the, why uh, got 24. The biggest action they've taken is uh, a proposed fine against 111 CBS stations for a record $3.6 million collectively for a 2004 episode of Without a Trace. So we're talking about affiliates. Yeah, yeah, anyone, I, was, I was trying to figure out how that would work. Anyone who broadcast anyone who broadcast okay. these particular episodes. Yep. So this episode of Without a Trace was an investigation into possible rape and depicted teenagers engaged in sex acts. 2004. 2004. Are they like Brett? Are they just catching up yeah, on they, all their television? They are. <laughs> just, I've got it taped. I just haven't watched it yet. <laughs> I suppose it what? comes from people complaining and then they have to go through and work out whether or not it's worth pursuing. You'd think they'd have plenty of Christians willing to volunteer their time to look through everything that goes to air <laughs> over there, wanting to, to yeah, but how much of them bust just, a fine on their ass. How much of them are just saying, I'm not watching that smut? And then, no, you know, no, they'll do it. They'll do it <laughs> if, if they can save a little lost soul. I you know, I, I just think it's absolutely ridiculous. If it was good enough to get on air in the first place, why, retrospectively, is it not good enough? And also, how are we supposed to kind of continue to push the boundaries of uh, what is examined in television shows if we don't go, all right, well, teenagers have sex? They, they can't over in the States because they have this massive religious right lobby group, lobby block, like a third of the country, that'll that'll be on the phones and writing their congressmen and doing all that kind of crap. Yeah. And I the problem is that, screwed over the problem is that they which, vote. Which makes HBO and Showtime and that sort of stuff really good. Comedy Central. Which know? is why we end up with shows like Deadwood. Hmm. Uh New Survivor is has been airing in the States oh. for several weeks now. When are we seeing it? Hot off the satellite. Cold off the satellite this year. It'll be, it's starting March 28th. So two weeks. Uh, Channel 9. So are, once we're clear of the games. Once we're clear yep. of the games. Channel 9 are running the ads at the moment and that will put They'll us... They'll have to do a catch-up, won't they? 
No, they won't. They have no intention of doing a catch up. We'll just be eight. Are they insane? We'll just we're just going to be eight episodes behind. Oh, just eight. Yes, just out of thirteen. So 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 the winner's going to be out there like doing Letterman, doing Entertainment Tonight for two months before we actually get to the end of the series. Very likely. Why is anybody going to bother watching it? Once well, they know who the winner Channel is. Channel 9 bury Letterman at one thirty in the morning. So who the hell's going to see the winner of Survivor? They're showing AT in, you know, in the morning. 11.30 in the morning. Yep. Who's home to watch that? No one. They don't care. There's enough people. Internet? Internet. What's that? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's a bit disappointing. But at least, at least they're showing it. And I, I haven't actually seen any of the episodes, but uh, word on the street or on the internet, probably more correctly, is that if you like Survivor, you will love this series. Okay. Mm. It, so, so, so what they're really saying is If you like Survivor, you'll love Survivor Yeah, pretty much <laughs> <laughs> But remember, this is all with the of twist course. And the exile island And remember all of that? Yeah, Brett, you no, were here. I'd forgotten about all you that. were here. I'd forgotten about it all. See, this is why you're going to win that challenge because even though you keep turning up, it's like you're never here. <laughs> no, it's like I'm here fresh as a daisy every single week and we've never spoken about anything before. And that's fine with me. Did you ever finish watching all of Last Time Survivors? Uh, <laughs> no. I'm not sure if I've still got some on tape or it's <laughs> still waiting to be watched. Or not. Well, in the 2004 oh, Survivor, sure. something hey, something got, offensive happens. I got a dual digital tuner uh, for my computer, so I'll be able to kind of get around that and watch watch just little bits of series of stuff that I want to watch rather than having to go in reverse chronology order. Reverse chronological order. You're still going to need the time to watch them, though, Brad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I'll be able to organise my viewing. So I'll be able to have like a, a massive Survivor week in the week coming up to the final boot off. Do, do you ever get like? Do you ever have like an amnesty where you go, "That's it, I'm getting rid of everything and I'm starting again"? Or do you? Or is there always a backlog? I've got tapes from the 1990s <laughs> oh, before I went overseas. <laughs> hey, you know who uh, who has all of her television watching worked out properly? No, Jessica Rowe. Does she? Yes. I'm not so sure about that. But talking about Channel 9 and, and their dodgy dealings, they've told X10 newsreader Jessica Rowe. Oh, <laughs> I know, what a what coincidence. That? <laughs> to, town, to, to tone down her giggling on the Today Show as it enters its most crucial battle since being toppled by Seven Sunrise. <laughs> toppled. Um, Is that the sort of giggling they, that she does? Actually, no, no, it's a, a lot more loud and offensive. Um was the Today Show actually towering above Sunrise somewhere at some point? Yes, before Sunrise actually started. <laughs> yeah, because Sunrise starts at 7 and I think Today Show starts at 6.30. No, no not even then. Oh, I really? really? I, meant, no. I meant before they'd even thought of putting a show on called oh, Sunrise. Right. So like three years ago. Yeah. Well, how's it about <laughs> Jessica Rowe then? <laughs> Um, despite a massive promotional campaign today, continues to be easily beaten by Sunrise and has lost audience share since Roe joined in January. Speaking of Sunrise, there's now Weekend Sunrise. And speaking of Weekend Sunrise, uh, trying to think of the name of the Andrew guy. Keith. The guy that was hosting it that went over to Italy for uh. the Winter <laughs> Games. Uh, who who had Andrew O'Keefe fill in for him. And uh, he was getting a lot more viewers and he's there forever. And uh, the other guy, is it Nelson? Someone Nelson? I don't know. Can't think. Captain, but, uh, Captain Nelson? He's gone. <laughs> they offered Andrew. Yes, I think it's... They offered Andrew O'Keefe the job. And he said, deal! 
And it's so good to see to see somebody that knows how to do the TV thing get a proper show, like they should be doing with Bert. Frankly, <laughs> why waste him on freaking Family Feud? Star Wars uh, is going to have a spin-off television series that will be uh, filmed in the UK. So is that going to start from episode? Uh, seven. It's actually going to fill in the time between uh, the end of episode three and the start of episode four. Mm. So episode 3.1, 3. 3.2, 3. 3. up until uh, 3.100. Right. Because they are going to have 100 episodes. Uh, it's going to start airing in 2008. They're going to start shooting it and airing in 2008. So is it going to be a bit of a mash or are they going to use the same actors? Uh, they're not actually going to use the same actors at all because uh, too many of the original actors are way too old and too many of the new actors are too shit. So, so it's going to be just like MASH? Y- yes, except MASH had Radar. Radar was in the film and in the... Uh... And I'm, oh, I'm sure the gay robots will be in it. Oh, sorry. You're right. <laughs> you're, you're right. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Anthony Edwards? No, the guy who plays C-3PO. Uh who is in? A, anyway, the guy who plays C three PO will be in these Star Wars films. Everybody else, nah. Well, he was also in all the uh, cartoon versions that have come out, wasn't he? Oh, was he? Well, it was always that same voice. Yeah, yeah. Mm. but you know, he'll continue to get work. That's fine. Mm. That's fine. Good uh, for him. New Sopranos started on Sunday know. night in the US. Sunday night in the US. So, Josh, when are we seeing it here? I saw it last night. <laughs> Uh, when are we as Australians going to see it on our screens on, on Channel Day. 9? Yes, indeed. 2010. <laughs> uh, my guess would be uh, sometime in June. June? June? Uh, Brent, yeah, I think... Any ideas? Mm, no. No. I reckon 10.30 Tuesday, though. 10.30 Tuesday? Yeah. Yeah, and I, it's just I think... Which Tuesday? Okay. Because Nine have just announced that they're bringing back um, Six Feet Under. Which has been what, off what's for that? a long time. Six Feet oh, Under. Yeah. What are we bringing it back? <laughs> it, was a, it was a show. It was under. an HBO show that Channel 9 was showing for a while. What? You've probably still got some on tape. I'm sure somebody <laughs> told you to tape it, Brett. And, uh, and you've still got it. Oh, oh, that really good one with the good Australian actress in it. My <laughs> no, God. No, no. We haven't seen that for like four years, have we? No, no, no. You're thinking of something else. This one was uh, like Party of Five, but with death. No, I'm That's thinking of the right one. <laughs> uh, so it'll be interesting, yeah, it'll be interesting to see when, when we do get it over here. Uh, I seem to remember reading something a while ago in The Green Guide where somebody from Channel 9 was saying the problem with The West Wing and Sopranos is it's just not worth our while airing them because they don't have the ratings. So, right, and Unlike well, everything else that Channel 9 is showing at the moment. Yeah, that's true. So fingers crossed we might never get it. Hooray. Yeah, and, and do you think possibly, like, screwing around with the time slot and the night of the week that it's on <laughs> might have something to do with that, Channel 9? It's, it's all to do with the violence and the language, apparently. Yeah, that's, that's it. You know, you know what? With all yeah, that like violence, the West Wing was, too. <laughs> with all that violence and language, uh, people still uh, do love to buy it on DVD <laughs> as yeah. soon as it comes out. That's funny, isn't that's, it? Yeah, that's, that's, uh, that is funny. That's kind of curious. Hey, um, Helen Kapalos, who uh, you might know from being the anchor on the late news on Channel 9 over the summer, has finished up her time at Channel 9 and she's walking into Channel 10 to be co-anchor with Mel Walden on the Melbourne 5 o'clock, 5pm 5 news on Channel 10. Oh, poor mm. uh, Minyron Henny. Who? 
the one who is doing it at the moment. Okay. She seems to be doing a good job. Well, apparently not. Oh, really? Well, apparently, you know, if Helen Kapolos has to uh, take over for her. No, you see, that's because Helen Kapolos is a name, I would suggest. She's been doing some uh, current affairs stuff recently. Yeah, and she's, you know, she's quite good, but no reason to kick someone else out of a job. Apparently everyone I'm going to boycott. <laughs> apparently everyone was happy, and uh, Nine's new boss, Eddie Maguire, wished her well. <laughs> uh, he loves those words. New boss, new boss, new boss. Uh, just very briefly, uh, HBO are uh, entering into a deal with Sarah Jessica Parker, who is about to co-produce... From Sex and the City. From Sex and the City. She's uh, about to co-produce a half-hour HBO comedy based on a novel called The Washingtonian, which was a steamy DC set novel. It's Washington, DC, uh, inspired by the real-life sexcapades of the author Jessica Cutler. Hang on, wasn't... Sarah Jessica Parker's last show, inspired completely by the real-life sexcapades of... Completely different. One was an author, and the other was a writer, a okay. columnist. And one was in New York, Yeah, and, one's and this in... one's in Washington, D.C. Yeah. Okay, completely different. Completely different. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> and you don't think uh, Washington, D.C. tourism has a finger in any of that part? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> Just quickly, too. <laughs> I don't know what else to say to that. Uh, there's an interview going floating around that was in the Sydney Morning Herald, I think, during the week, uh, just talking about Lost, and it was with the creators just saying there is a definite ending for Lost. So for those of you who are thinking, oh, it's going nowhere and nothing's happening, they do have a definite ending in mind. They so just, at the end of next season? Uh, they didn't give it 12 seasons. They have they a definite a ending in mind <laughs> and they are prepared to drag that out for as long as it takes. So are they claiming they actually know what's going on? They're saying they've got a definite ending in mind. They're not so they entirely sure on. how they're going to get there, <laughs> but they've I, got a definite ending in mind. They're just going to kill everybody off and nobody's <laughs> ever going to know what the deal was. No, well, when they dig the tunnel out of prison break... Uh, the the hole comes out on the island. <laughs> Listen, you two. I said just quickly <laughs> or briefly. Hey, um, now that now that we've passed the opening ceremony of the Commonwealth Games, well, and the games. Some of us have, and the games have begun. Some of us have still to watch it. Some of us still have it on tape. Brett Cropley. Would, would everyone please just get the fuck over it and stop saying "Let the games begin"? Yeah, I agree. It is the most freaking overused term of 2006. I agree. Everyone is saying it. And I reckon Channel 10 on Friday nights is still going to freaking say it. Well, yeah, the, games, that's, that's true. the games definitely did begin last night on Channel 9, where they had uh, 3.475 million Australians watching on average for the opening ceremony. Um, how was it in Sydney? I don't know. Sydney. Was it like half of the Melbourne viewership? Uh, it topped... 1.019 million for an average audience of 888,000. And in Melbourne? In Melbourne, it was an average of 1.503 million viewers. So almost a half million. So yeah, pretty, pretty much half. Yeah, pretty much half. Uh, that being said, last week's ratings, uh, Channel 7, yeah, it's all yours. Mm-hmm. Uh, Channel 7 yeah. did officially win the first four weeks of uh, the uh, ratings period, which Overall. is split up into 10... Sessions of four weeks each. And overall, that was by something in the order of 6%, wasn't it? Mm. I think that's by 100, 100 million viewers Australia-wide. 
Just give us a percentage. Interesting. I don't know. It was don't like thirty eight to thirty two point five or something. Yeah. Yeah. And interestingly the Oh no th- thirty seven to thirty one. There you go. The deal which has seen Channel Seven pick up Prison Break and repeats and mash and quite a bit of other stuff has gone from Channel Seven to Channel Ten to help Channel Seven pay for the football rights. Really? Yeah, so it'll be interesting. I think they're keeping prison break, but it'll be interesting to see what happens with that. And that is the Box Cutters News. Hey, uh, was there anything on telly last night? I don't think so. There was. There was. There was a great movie called The End of the World or something similar. Or Last Days of Planet Earth. Wasn't that part two? No, no, part two is on tonight. part two is tonight. So if you're listening to this early, rush to your TV and watch it. (laughs) And maybe if you go over to Brett's place, he might have it on tape. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't. I I had to keep the other tape on uh, ABC. But I didn't record House. But then I heard, was it a repeat of House? It was a repeat of House. Do you have two videos going at the one time? Yep. Yep. This is why you can't catch up. There's only one of you. (laughs) You should clone yourself so that you can watch both things. I have to watch everything. It's it's part of our job. Didn't you know about that? But you end up watching nothing. (laughs) No, I don't. You just end up watching it too late to actually comment on it. Have you seen seen any of the opening ceremony, Brett? Uh, I saw pictures. Right, that'll do. That'll do. And can I say that uh, that that uh, what's his face, Landy, the John, governor, John, John Landy, going up to the podium with the baton, it looked like he was rehearsing because there was no fire coming out from the top. <laughs> it looked like he just had a little stick that he was practicing with. It's a baton, not a torch. <laughs> but it just looked like a little stick. It was a baton. Did you did you actually hear uh, Ray Martin's commentary for that mm, bit? No, Ray Martin's. Well, I didn't see any of it. <laughs> well, he's going up the stairs and, uh, and Ray has a deep breath and says, you know, if that doesn't bring a tear to your eye, <laughs> nothing will. Now I'm thinking to myself... I'm not sure. <laughs> I, Ray, perhaps, perhaps if somebody broke in and stabbed your firstborn yeah, in exactly. front of your eyes, or that you might got, bring a tear to your eye. Yeah, or you got sent to prison for life for a crime you didn't commit. That, yeah. might, that might bring a you tear might, to your you eye. You might have a bit of a weep about that. Some old guy running up steps with a torch that isn't <laughs> even stick. really a torch. He's not some old guy. He's the governor of Victoria. Exactly. He was wearing a tracksuit. He's just some old guy. He's a powerless figurehead. <laughs> if that doesn't bring a tear to your eye, nothing will. Well, and before that, it was uh, Ron Barassi, and he was walking, walking. on water. <laughs> Which is, I mean, this is what I love. SBS won't show the Virgin Mary statue <laughs> bleeding episode of South Park, but Channel 9 will gladly show Ron Barassi walking on water. Which, which kind of makes sense to Australians, uh, to, well, and probably only to Melburnians, but anybody outside Australia is going to go, what? what? Who, who is he and why is he Jesus? <laughs> Suddenly. Yes, we should be expecting the invasion from that third of America any moment. <laughs> That was that was my favourite moment though. Yeah, that was that was because oh really? Because because it, it went for four hours, and the first the first hour was just filler of just Channel Nine like interviewing different people like athletes and whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The second hour had the actual story. The third hour had the all the athletes coming in, which is hugely exciting, and then the fourth hour it was just more filler. So it was really for a four hour ceremony. It only really went for an hour. And that hour was about a guy talking to a duck who teaches him to skateboard and he gets stuck on top of 
the, the arts, the no, the arts on the spire. spire. And then he gets helped out by all these koalas who look like those fundraising koalas that you used to see outside, you know. <laughs> the wilderness koalas. Yeah, the wilderness koalas. And Ross, like, if that doesn't bring a tear to your eye, <laughs> nothing will. And if you can't say to this, you're a statue. It, it, it did bring a tear to my eye, but I'm not, I'm guessing not for the reasons that you're that, suggesting. Just because you, you had to continually pinch yourself <laughs> to make sure that it was, I mean, but that's the opening ceremony itself. The... The, the coverage of the opening ceremony, mm-hmm. uh, which was still fairly generic, mm-hmm. but was accented so horrifically by the commentary from Ray Martin and someone who was supposed to be Liz Hayes but ended up being... Nicole Stevenson. Who is... Uh, ex-swimmer. Right. Now, what happened to Liz Hayes? Do we know? Oh, uh, she, oh, she, she, she damaged her, uh, her hamstring <laughs> <laughs> and she had to rest so she could still run in the 110 metre hurdles. Uh, wasn't, she, wasn't Liz doing the life crosses to various parts? Uh, maybe. I, you know what? I couldn't, I couldn't stick with it for more than about five minutes at a time. Yeah. I had to flick back to other channels just to make sure the world was still turning. Yeah. And, but uh, you wouldn't have much luck with that with... The day the world, the day the world almost died. No, no, no. I, I thought, I thought that we were, <laughs> that we were going for disaster, and then I flicked over to Channel Seven and saw what could only have been the news, ah. uh, hosted by some has been, because uh, the world was almost dying. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Maybe that was the show. You're saying there was a show on last yeah, night. Yeah, yeah. Right. It, it was an interesting movie too, because uh, obviously the director just. Went with all first takes. <laughs> like the acting was just so wooden. Well, it's, He's good kind of... it's good enough for Clint Eastwood. <laughs> the, the flying tram. <laughs> I tried to catch one of those today on my way to the studio. Now, and you see, if the Queen had come in on the flying tram, oh, in oh, a bikini. Let's, <laughs> let's talk about. Let's talk about. How uh, the the big controversy over uh, God, save, God the save the Queen? What happened mm-hmm. in the end? Well, uh, all right. Firstly, the most entertaining thing about the telecast was Prince Philip, who was hilarious. Was was he poking fun at the natives? Because <laughs> he <was, laughs> he's, he's known for that. <laughs> he a couple of times he looked like he was falling asleep. Uh, a couple of times he looked like he was waving at particular athletes that he seemed to recognise. I don't know if that was true or not. It's it's just the way that he seemed, uh, and uh, and he was also a lot better at acting surprised slash gracious slash impressed than the queen was, who just sat there the whole time with this sour expression on her face, like I could be watching Survivor right now, <laughs> and because uh, apparently she's a, a big fan, a big 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 fan. Really, what what do you reckon she had in her handbag? Her iPod. Mobile phone. And she got own. an iPod just the other day. <laughs> yeah, uh, she young was, uh, William uh, took her out and really? for her. Yep. Oh, and she was okay. just going, you know what? If I covered my hair over my ears, maybe I could get the earbuds in and listen to box cutters. <laughs> That's what she was thinking because she missed last week's episode because she was on the plane. And mom, if you're listening, thanks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And th- keep the letters coming. We, we love them. Uh, but the... Oh, now I've forgotten which was the... <laughs> oh, I can tell you what I thought was the best bit. I thought it was when Delta... Looked like she was going to get incinerated by all the uh, <laughs> all the rollerbladers with fire packs on their back. Well, but, it certainly wouldn't have been <laughs> by the baton, <laughs> not like Sydney. It, it was just a tease. Oh, really? Yeah, she she survived. 
and she kept singing, <laughs> which oh. was worse. Mm. <laughs> now, I was, so what I, happened with God Save the Queen? Oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah. That's, 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 what mm. I was, that's what I was getting to uh, and completely forgot. So, uh, so they announced that uh, Dame Kiri Takunawa... Takunawa. Thank you. Do, 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 uh, was going to <laughs> sing happy birthday to Her Majesty yes. to celebrate her 80th birthday. Uh-huh. Which it isn't. Mm. It's, it's her 80th right. year. Of living. What, so it's her 79th birthday coming up? No, no, no. It, it's just nowhere near her birthday. No, yeah, her birthday's well, like in Queen's September. Well, birthday's in, in like winter. It's the opening of the ski season. Yeah, but no, that's no, not no, actually no. her birthday either. That's not her birthday either. <laughs> her birthday is, is the what? opening of the Commonwealth Games. <laughs> and... <laughs> So we just put it there because we have too many holidays when our birthday is. Okay. So uh, Australia's uh, most famous opera singer, Dame Kiri Takanoa. Isn't she a Kiwi? Yes. But so is Russell Crowe. So is Sam Neill. Where's Joan Sutherland? Uh, she probably had. Where's Nellie Melba? Mm, toast. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but where's Joan? Anyway, so she Seriously, starts singing. Joan? She starts singing "Happy Birthday" to the Queen. Opera star? No, just kind of generic, so those old ladies in uh, wherever they are can get more royalties. Thank mm-hmm. you very much. Mm-hmm. And then halfway through, so it kind of goes. Uh, uh, how does "Happy Birthday" go? <laughs> you know, so go, don't happy, do it because we'll have to pay. Happy birthday, dear. God save our <laughs> gracious queen. That's kind of how it went. It, oh, my God. It was like a mashup, but bad. And eight bars of God save the queen. And then into what? Into a bit of... Uh, and then into a bit of... Uh, I saw her standing yeah, there. House. <laughs> it was It was absolutely terrible. And uh, she was... Like, you could see the expression on her face, even though the Commonwealth Games people said, oh, we've cleared this with, uh, with Buckingham Palace, and, and they're, they're very happy with the way she's going to be honoured. You could see that the Queen was going... Not amused. Uh, 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 uh. Isn't that what she normally does? Uh, yeah, but this time she, she was quite obviously also looking for an exit. Uh, right. <laughs> I, I don't think any of us will get sick of uh, the... The hyperbole that kind of that goes with it, like Brett was saying Although earlier, hyperbole, like Brett was saying earlier, let the games begin and all that kind of crap. The the hyperbole um. is actually my favourite event. <laughs> I've got tickets. It's just so fast. But uh, you know, beforehand they kept saying, you know, this opening ceremony is like nothing you've ever seen before in this country. Yeah, get your freaking hand off it, Ron Walker. Well, I mean, it's true, but we don't have much call for flying trams or <laughs> self art centres. Was or... it really that much better than Sydney? Well, it was... I, I mean, haven't seen it. I'm just asking. I, I, opening ceremonies are opening ceremonies, I think. And they're never going to appeal to me. I mean, what can, what can they do? It's always a bunch of people hanging from the sky and, and whatever. It was, they it, could have lasers that just zap people in the audience. That'd be, that'd be yeah, that'd impressive. Be yeah. Yeah. What I, this is what I want from an opening <laughs> ceremony. I want, ladies and gentlemen, the athletes. I want two speeches. One from the representative of the country, one from the representative of the, org- the organisation. And then I want a hundred, maybe three hundred slabs of beer to come onto the MCG and everyone gets one. But Josh, Josh... And then it's Aussie. Josh, everyone isn't going to pay $590 to, to go and see that. And no one did. Some did. Yeah, but... Suckers. Yeah, really, suckers. Uh, and that is the opening ceremony.
This is Marie Cardi, and you are listening to that fluffy white cloud of goodness box cutters. <laughs> Stick it in the fire and eat it. <laughs> Meeting the digital challenge. Reforming Australia's media in the digital age. That's the title of the discussion paper that uh, the communications department, headed by Minister Helen, Helen Coonan, released earlier this week, and what a crock of shit it is. <laughs> the end. What do you mean it's a crock of shit? Well, it's a crock of shit. I, I read through the it's whole It's a discussion thing. paper. They've asked for people to, to, who want to, to have some input on it and send in emails or, or letters uh, by the 18th of April off the top of my head. That's correct. Yep. All right. Um, it's called Meeting the Digital Challenge, which implies that there is some kind of urgency to transfer to digital or to have more digital products available for Australian viewers and, uh, and other media outlets. Uh, the whole 47 pages is pretty much about delaying all their decisions until 2010. Mm. When there's no guarantee that they're actually still going to be there. Yes, well... Regardless, all decisions. A lot of it is, is... There is some interesting stuff in there, though. A lot of it's about taking the responsibility for things like uh, network licences away from the Australian Communications and Media, and Media Authority. Which was the ABA. And is now the, now the ACMA. Merged with the uh, communications. Um, and uh, and it's essentially a toothless tiger that, that really does nothing anymore because the government has all the power, which is... Re- well, no, this, it's no, this it's is, a really interesting counterpoint no, to Brett, what I was talking Brett, about last week. The government doesn't have the power. No, they do. No, they don't. Yes, they do. No, that's what this yes, whole discussion they, paper is about. They have the threat. They have the threat that they can introduce a fourth network. They have the threat that that, uh, they are the ones that police and monitor uh, the amount of local content that is going uh, on TV, on the networks here. The ACMA. No, the government has the power now through through the proposals here. No, so they don't have them now. That's the whole point. It's it's a proposal for new legislation. So this, this proposal paper is that the government wants to take that power away from the ACMA. Yes. The ACMA still has that power. Yes, there is. There is something that can stop them. Votes. Votes can stop them. Yeah, but, you know, Barnaby fucking rolled over for Telstra. I I don't really see him holding out on this. Although there is some hope because there are two other nationals that are talking about the prospect of crossing the floor on them. So this is this is another another example by our government of wanting to take power away from an independent authority, and yep. uh, and move it to the government, and this is after the government has sold off a lot of its uh, assets, saying, "Well, we're a government; we're not supposed to make decisions about running companies," but now they want to take on independent. Uh, bodies' responsibilities, and they say, well, we're a government, we can do that, but we can't do this other thing that was going to make us a lot of money, but we can do this thing that isn't actually going to make us any money, isn't actually going to help us govern, but uh, is really just going to help us try and keep the friends that we probably don't even have. Now, those friends are the owners of the media networks, owners Mm -hmm. of newspapers, radio, and television stations. Uh, Truth is... 
those people don't give a shit about the government. Governments come and go and they're quite happy making the money that they're making. A lot of this white paper is about pushing back the digital changeover until 2010. A lot of it is also about maintaining restrictions on digital multi-channeling, mm-hmm. uh, which is one of the biggest drawing cards for uh, draw cards for for digital television. It's, well, it's it's what you use it for. That is what you use it for. Now, their reason for pushing back the the date till 2010 is that not enough Australians have switched over to digital television. Which is whose fault? Uh, well, it's the government. Why would you switch if if there's no there's, content reason to do it? There's yep. nothing compelling on mm-hmm. digital television at the and moment. And so, what's going to happen in 2010 if we don't have any of that stuff? Still, we're at 15 percent of the population who has a set top box. Are they just going to push it back another five years? This is the same government that said all broadcasters must be broadcasting some sort of digital signal by the year 2000, but there wasn't any possible way to watch it. Yes, back then there wasn't. Mm. Now there is, but it's of very little use because, Mm. great, well, I can watch my shows in widescreen. I can watch uh, 1,040 hours worth in high-definition television a year. Mm Mm-hmm. One of the reasons uh, listed in the in the white paper for the prohibition of multi-channeling on free-to-air stations, other than the ABC and SBS, is that they wanted to allow subscription television potential security of competition. So, uh, subscription television launched digital television. They've got multi-channel systems. Foxtel, we're talking about. Yes, uh, and Foxtel. You always forget them. In the main Foxtel. Uh, Oldstar never makes a noise. So. And they've got, uh, they've got multi-channel digital, uh, digital signals going out. And why does that need protection, though? Why not just open it up and have it as a large competitive industry like it should be? And then if there's something compelling on those other channels then people will buy their set-top boxes. People will buy their digital televisions. One of the other, quite a spurious claim in the white paper is that uh, Australia... is. This is on page 14. Australia is a small market and follows other markets in the uptake and range of technology. Just like with downloading. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, we're really well behind with downloading. We are. We're really well behind with mobile phone technology. Mm-hmm. Maybe oh, we maybe, were. Yeah, maybe yeah, yeah. they're thinking regular people, not pirates. Right, maybe. The, <laughs> the thing is, when, whenever there's been a need, some kind of compelling need in Australia, we have just jumped on new technology. Mm-hmm. We love it. We can't get enough of it. Mm-hmm. So they, it's really like they've had no understanding of what's gone on in the last six years of digital television. And uh, they have no idea why it hasn't worked. And they're just closing their eyes and going, uh, uh, uh. And that, and that sounds unusual to you from, from this government. No, it, it doesn't sound... Because like- <laughs> apparently Howard was a bit upset with the white paper and thought it didn't go about far enough and it wanted to ban all digital TV and only go back to black and white broadcasts <laughs> or in mono or the wireless, to, mm-hmm. you know, listening oh, to the wireless. the wireless. The mm. family around the wireless on a Sunday night. Yeah. Good that's, times, good that's, times. That's what Johnny was after. Yeah. The only thing that I like in this, uh, in this proposal is uh, 
a kind of loosening of the anti-siphoning laws, which we talked about a little bit last week on the show. The use it or lose it. Yes, which I think is a, a, a great addition, which is uh, if Channel Line don't want to take on the ashes and no one else decides to take on the ashes, then in subsequent years, the ashes are no longer on that anti-siphoning list. Mm. I think that's a great idea. What I don't like about this discussion paper is that that's not a hard and fast rule. So uh, it's still up to the government as to whether or not things stay on the anti-siphoning list. Well, in fact, there's ministerial discretion at any time to take any event off the anti-siphoning list. Or keep it on. Mm -hmm. Which, still, that power belongs with the ACMA. Give it back there. It's going to ruin our pushing forwards of television. Uh, And I just can't see why they're being so cowardice about it. it. they, no one can win anything out of this, out of this proposal. I, I see no reason for it whatsoever. Well, there's, there's no reason whatsoever for the viewers. There's All, no reason whatsoever the only, for the, the, for the corporations either. Well, there's, there's stuff about uh, media ownership, uh, cross-media ownership and foreign ownership that's uh, affected by in this discussion paper. Um, that would allow foreigners to own media organs over here. Um, they they will still need approval from the treasurer. Um, and there's an undefined and percentage. There is an undefined percentage in this proposal as well. Or a p- percentage article. of foreign ownership. Yes. I hadn't seen a mention of a percentage. There. That's what I'm saying. It's undefined. True. Um, and the cross media laws, which uh, guarantee that you need five different media bodies in a capital city, four different media bodies in regional areas, which is which is why the nationals are threatening, threatening to cross the floor. So that's that's out of all of uh, print, TV, radio. Yes. Now this is it just the three. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, that's only a minimum of yes. five, or a minimum of four. Yes, but it also means that that it's essentially first in best stretch. So if, if Channel Nine have got a lazy fifty billion dollars sitting around, and they want to buy up everything else, then then that means down the track, if Southern Star uh, wants to get in on something, but there's only five left in Melbourne, they can't do it. I, you completely lost me there, Ross. Did, did you? No, no, lost. Um, that that if basically it it plays into the hands of the media organisations that have the cash up front because once it once it kind of goes down to the five media bodies in the city, nobody else can can you can't you can't take any more out of that. You'll have to draw me a diagram later. Okay, I'll do that later on. And explain that. <laughs> yes, uh, and we'll put the diagram on the blog. Yep. Yeah. Do we want to take a, a very quick break, which I haven't scheduled into, uh, mm. into the list there, and then come back and talk about this uh, ABC advertising thing? Box cutters. Box cutters. Box cutters. Box cutters. Box cutters. Now, essentially, um, at the same time as uh, this, this uh, proposal coming out, there was some talk, and I think it was Helen Coonan. I haven't actually seen the report on, on where this came from, but suddenly everybody was talking about the prospect of advertising on the ABC, that it should be back on the table, we should be talking about it, we should be seriously considering it. 
Once again, that doesn't sound at all like the government. Here's this thing and... <laughs> oh, look at this, look at this, look quick, at this. Quick, quick. Let's advertise on the ABC while there's a Commonwealth Games and here's a white paper. Hello. Yeah. I think it was Helen Kernan. Around about five minutes later, Johnny was on the phone on the radio saying, no, we're never going to have advertising on the ABC. But still, oh, everybody's talking about still, it. And that's the, what people, the, yep. the damage was done. Yeah. Or, mm. or the cover-up was done. Yes. Which, whichever is the case. Uh, yeah, I, I was really interested in, in that because there was all of this media uh, editorial and, and stuff going on about advertising on the ABC. Mm-hmm. Nowhere could I find the actual report where... Coonan said it. Uh, I maybe she never did. Maybe maybe some minder whispered it to, to somebody in the crowd somewhere, and it's just another example of Howard's dog whistling. Uh, that's possible. That's possible. It's a it's a foolish argument. I mean the the idea that and there have been a lot of there's been a lot of talk about comparing the ABC to SBS. Mm-hmm. And how SBS seemed to have done all right with advertising, but uh, well, they couldn't hold on to Margaret Pomerantz with the advertising. Um, there was an interesting letter in the Age today talking about her reasons for leaving SBS with uh, the movie show. Yes, um, and, and, and saying that, that their management was specifically tar- targeting young women um, and and going down that line rather than uh, ma- maintaining their brief, which is about diversity of. Uh, language content um, away from the commercial stations, and uh, and some also really interesting. She also had her uh, she also had her cult movie night where she was presenting her cult movie that had been taken off her just before as well, which I don't think she was too happy about. And the ABC offered I'd her more money about the cult movie because mm. that old guy used to present them. And then what's his face? Dennis, Ma- Dennis Mangan, Doug mm. Mangan, who Mangan. <laughs> anyway, the one the one that uh, Margaret Pomerantz was presenting was taken off, yes. and I think that was part of her reason for leaving as well. But she, no, obviously, she's never said that. No, and the whole time that she was at SBS, she never once had a board game. Whereas now <laughs> at the ABC, there's the at the movies board game. But then so. at the time, uh, SBS management did come out and say, yes, they were targeting young women. I thought, yes, we are planning to have a board yes, game. Yes, we will have a board game. <laughs> that will come about. Don't you worry about that. So that's been really curious. Um, it's, been, it's been an interesting week to get my blood up. It just, it just makes you suspicious. We've seen that before with, with uh, the, the um, sedition laws, anti-sedition laws, um, and, and the stuff that was in there that everybody was talking about. It really makes you suspicious, suspicious about why they're talking about that so much. What does that mean that they're hiding and in the rest of it? And it's, it's, it's also not a case of, uh, you know, well, funding, uh, funding the ABC through advertising, oh, look, here's some ice cream. So it wasn't even that kind of distraction. They're distracting us from a bad thing with another bad thing. That's, that's so Howard's specialty, anyway. again. I, I know. It's amazing. Mm, he's very it's good It's amazing. At it. I'd love to see that in a television show. And even to be talking about advertising on the ABC so, so, as, as, a, as a cash revenue stream um, is disgraceful because the Howard government back in 1997 slashed $55 million from the ABC's budget um, and they... Never put it back. No, no, never ever put it back. I don't think, I don't think they've had a budget increase at all since 97, so in nine years. Um, and they're operating on a third of the nine networks budget per year. That's fine, I'm sure you can come up with endless amounts of studio-based programs that you can run. 
Let's have a show with people sitting on a panel. There you go. <laughs> anyway, have we got anything else on this show? We do. All right. Coming up on Box Cutters episode 26, we will have I Don't Buy It. We're going to talk about Bert Newton and Channel 9. Maybe uh, talk about some West Wing ads as well. And next, Crap TV. Cut! That's the worst coma acting I've ever seen. Is it my imagination or is TV getting worse? Ah, uh, this show ain't no good. That was so terrible, I think you gave me cancer. Oh, look out, Smithers! <laughs> I love this show. After winning plaudits from various media outlets. Is there a problem? No, no, no problem. <gasps> After. <laughs> no problem at all. Uh, Channel 7 for screening The Amazing Race. Uh, 30 hours after it premiered in the States. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wasn't that amazing? I loved that. They were widely praised by us and, they, they and were. by many, many other media sources. Mm-hmm. But this is crap TV, Ross. It is crap TV. They only showed half the premiere episode. What? The premiere was a two-hour episode. What? And they only showed an hour of it. What are you talking about? You'll know when you get this, when you start watching this on your tape spread. <laughs> I'm not taping The Amazing Race. You're not taping it? No. Mm. So they put in, uh, yeah, dodgily, dodgily put in a... Uh, a credit sequence. Yeah. And a voiceover that clearly wasn't, wouldn't fill <laughs> doing the voiceover. It was, it was, it was, it was tragic. absolutely terrible. It was. And they also, they also put uh, supers on that weren't the original supers from the, from the show. So rather than saying the What's team names... It's a little bit of words that come up on the screen. Okay. It's a superimposition. Just for um, the listener at home. Right. Okay. We've got some coming up on the video podcast, even as we speak. Uh, It says, this is a super. (laughs) (laughs) There Uh, it is. Just down there. And so they renamed the teams uh, in that way that people who watch The Amazing Race love to give the teams nicknames. Yeah. And they gave the teams nicknames, but gave them like ridiculous nicknames. <laughs> well, Channel Seven gave them different yes. nicknames. Really? Just, Are just you sure for that this, was Channel Seven. I am positive that because is freaking I, I was insane. I was surprised that two of them were called the Dorks. <laughs> no, there was the geeks, the geeks, and uh, the Dorks. The geeks and the Dorks. The geeks, the Dorks, the guys. Yeah. Uh, and it, that was Channel Seven. A radio. That was terrible. And and it just kind of the first episode was pretty good, but it it kind of you got to the end and you thought, no, and went, what? No, that's, that's not, not a an cliffhanger. Ending. And the cliffhanger was two people went down the stairs and said, "Oh my God, where's the envelope?" And they said, oh, "What happens next week?" And next week they go, "Oh, here it is. Oh, here, <laughs> here it is." That was absolutely that was terrible. terrible. Now last week I called Channel Seven and I asked them. Well, with uh, with this split up, why has that happened? And uh, I was told, well, if we let the episode go to 11.30, people would complain. And if we split oh, it up, boy. people would complain. So we chose to split it up, which is just bullshit. It is. It is you absolute know? crap. They want to spin it out as long as they can. And then, and this was actually somebody in the programming department who I was, who I was asking. Not the receptionist. Not the receptionist. Yeah. And uh, And then I asked them... Well, is uh, are there any plans for say catch up weeks? Mm-hmm. Are there weeks where they're taking a break in the US, and so we're going to catch up? No, no, no. We're always going to be. And this is when she said a week or two behind. Exactly, because tonight there's no amazing race. Where's the amazing race? There's no amazing race. There should tonight. be amazing race. I can't find it. They're mm. playing the second half of the end of the world movie. I know, which we already know how it ends. We do. It's the end. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> they all die. That's it. Uh, it. This is shocking. So after, you know, after, oh, hooray, they're playing it only 30 hours after. Well, then they play half an episode. They play the rest of the week later. Then they have a week off. So instead of 30 hours, we're going to be, what, 300 and something hours behind. Ridiculous. Yeah. All those people who are uh, protesting outside Channel 7 because of how Kate Langbrook's been treated on Star Dancers. <laughs> really? <laughs> Why not campaign about how the amazing race has been treated and how we have just been lied to. Yes. So exactly. appallingly. Exactly. The thing is, like, in years gone by, it might not have mattered so much, but I think now the internet is such a big part of of the watching of TV experience. I mean, it, it's very hard to look at TV sites and not find out what's happening on Survivor, not find out what's happening on The Amazing Race. Uh, with Lost, you know, there's... If you want to find out all, you know, if you if you're interested in the conspiracy theorist if side you're of things, at one of the other sites about the numbers, exactly, for example, exactly, and suddenly they're talking about somebody that's dead. Yes, yeah. Or if you were if you were just watching the Channel Seven feed, you wouldn't realise that they all get rescued in episode nine. No, oh, I'm thinking of Gilligan's Island again, <laughs> the Gilligan's Island movie again. Uh, but yeah, I think the the internet plays such a big part of it these days, and people do like to, you know, do like to look things up do like to find out what's going on but this lateness of showing things it's it's just appalling and that's only encouraging more pirates that's that's what i think as well you're I digging your own grave channel seven mm-hmm. channel nine channel ten <laughs> well, cha- you know channel ten are all right they they showed veronica mars and then went yeah you know what we're never going to show it again yeah. of course uh the shield yeah they can go get stuff but they're they're doing pretty well with uh, supernatural i have to say I'm, are they yeah i haven't even looked to see what they're up to in the states uh, they're up to like episode sixteen you know, or twenty or something like that. It's not like it's it's a timely matter with Supernatural anyway. No, they can go anywhere. No, yeah. So that's crap TV. Pull your yeah. socks up, Channel Seven. I don't buy it. Are you one of those that follows? Follows the Hello, this is Ricardo Montalban. Get me a jury and show me how you can say in July. Go down on you. Interesting, uh, I don't buy it this week. I'm not so much talking about the commercials, but I'm talking about a kind of genre of commercial. It's the genre, the late night genre of uh, text me now, we're waiting for your text. Text flirt to whatever, 191, blah, 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 blah. I came across um, a bit of a posting on something that I hadn't looked at before, Craigslist. Yes. Um, which uh, had had a bit of an ad for... Do you for, want to explain what Craigslist yeah, is? Because it's, it's not all that popular Craigslist? here. No, it's not that popular. And is it supposed to be just, just plain text on a white background? I think so. Or is there something wrong with my CSS? I don't know. Why don't you explain what Craigslist it's, is? It's a... It's kind of a community where you can post ads for, for work that you want, for looking for people to do work for you, for houses for rent, shared houses, houses for sale. Um, there's community forums in there. There's a whole wide range of things. Based from based out of where? It's come out of the States, but there is a Melbourne page. Oh, there is a Melbourne page. There. So, oh, okay. so you have all these different local kind of community pages in there and this okay. is this is like a, a marketplace where you can swap things for other things you don't actually have to pay for them uh mm. and uh yeah kind of like a, an old-fashioned marketplace mm. Mm. so I, I i came across that i was just reading crikey last night and uh there was a, a mention of it so i went over and had a look oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah i've heard about craigslist but i've never been here and it's so plain and then there's you so saw... much information and I, I i went into to the jobs bit and um there was an adult texting temp position. 
ASAP. I'm looking for someone to complete some adult texting for me. All texts are sent from your PC, not your mobile phone, so there are no costs to you. Users of this service believe they are texting someone just like them on their mobile phone. So you must be discreet (laughs) and text as though you are chatting from your own mobile. (laughs) Clients must not know they are texting with someone on a computer. So are you saying that those ads where they talk about somebody texting somebody else? We're having such a good time. We're texting flirt to each other all night long. And we're paying a dollar every message that we send and receive. And you're saying that that those ads are a, yeah, a little bit... Yeah, the people aren't they're, on their mobile lying. phones. They're on their little computers. In fact, all the women on that service are probably blokes. <laughs> and, and like it doesn't even pay particularly well. It's like 20 bucks for, per 1,000 messages um, initially. Right. Until you uh, get good at it and then, I don't know, go the the special sexy numbers or something. So, are you upset, Brett, because you've been ripped off? Mm, No. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Got that one in. Because these ads ads have been going, obviously, for quite a while. Yeah. Particularly these text text ones. Um, Spaces after midnight. Yeah. And for all the the lonely losers who are sitting up alone, not sleeping... (laughs) Well, with my, anyone. my wife was up late one night and happened to be watching. And she said, have you seen that ad for, I think it was five girls in a Gold Coast apartment? And yes. I said, I said, no, <laughs> I hadn't seen that one. But it was a website one, wasn't it? I, I'm not sure. But I said, oh, they're all much the same. I'm sure that, you know, it, it's just like the rest of those ads. And she kept, <laughs> she kept telling me, no, no, it's much worse. It was much worse. <laughs> How was it much worse? Uh, much more graphic in in what these really what these girls were doing to each other in this Gold Coast apartment. And it was an ad for a website, I assume, with cams going on. I assume so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Rather than just flirt with me now, kind of one. Interesting. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Well, maybe that I do buy. <laughs> so don't be sucked in. It's quick, it's short, to the point, to the point. Well, Channel 9 hate Bert Newton so much. <laughs> you think well, so? Clearly they had him when he first came over because they gave him a freaking turkey of a show to host. Well, they must it, have. it's interesting, both, um, both major newspapers here in Victoria, um, both their analysts have come out this week in defence of Bert. Both have devoted huge amounts of column space to saying, hey, 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 it's not Bert's fault. Yeah, because they were screwed beforehand. Well, it, it kind of... I, I kind of don't tend to agree. It is Bert's fault, surely. He, he's not a good host for this. Well, oh, it's Bert's fault that, that Family Feud is bad. Well, is no, that what you're saying? Not oh. entirely, because Family Feud just sucks and they shouldn't have, they shouldn't have tried to resurrect Family yeah. Feud. So but, how was he supposed to save Family Feud? Uh, I'm not suggesting he should have, but... They're, they're saying it is in... Both these columns are saying, hey, Bert's still a great host. I don't agree that Bert is still a great host, and I think he's very bad for this kind of show. I'm not sure how you can judge that looking at him on Family Feud. Well, I can't. So bad luck. <laughs> but, what do you mean? But, what do you mean? Well, the format isn't, isn't yeah, a You can't judge him based on the work he's doing. <laughs> Ross, come on. I'm, I'm judging him. Have you? Have that was you never watched, his format. Have you watched much of Family Feud? I saw an episode. What do you an mean it was episode. never his format? What about the three series of Pick a Box, hosted by him and Patty? That's completely different. You're picking a box, right? <laughs> and Patty was there to help him. The the part that he's he he tends to lose track of who the contestants are. He tends to lose track of what question they're up to. He tends to he he just seems to be vaguing out a lot of the time. And the worst part is when they do the end 
you know, five answers as quick as possible and mm-hmm. they have the time limit. He, he <laughs> Reading tends, the questions takes half that time. Well, he tends to stumble over his words. And, and I mean, you know, I, I shouldn't be one to criticise at you know, at times I'm as eloquent as a wet fish, but, but, but you're I'm not also, a game show host. Yeah, you're not a game show host, and you, you need to be quick and on the ball to be doing these things. Maybe like, we need to talk to a game show host about this. Like Andrew O'Keefe, <laughs> have we got Ed's number there? <laughs> yeah, like Andrew O'Keefe. Right, Andrew O'Keefe, who is, strangely has gone off to do a chat show, a morning chat show, hasn't gone there, off. He's still, he's still, still deal on yeah, no dealing, but, but he's he's also doing a morning chat show. Mm-hmm. I reckon if Deal or No Deal lost. Uh, Lost Andrew O'Keefe, they would go downhill quickly. I think I he's think a he's a large fun. part of that show. He puts so much energy into it, and uh, you know, as as much as I you know have heard some not very nice stories about him as as a human, I still have to respect. What have you heard? The, I still have to respect the work that he does on that show. I mean, he, it's it's so impressive. He just doesn't turn off, whereas Bert almost doesn't turn up. Yeah, yeah, and I, I just think, I, I think you can, uh, you can just judge him on on the work he's done. Maybe Channel Nine should think about putting him into to a, a weekend early morning chat show. Oh yeah, because that, that like the cult of Bert came from GMA, which was, and that was what he was doing over there. Yeah, and um, I don't know why they've ever bothered doing what they've done. It's like they, they did no market research. Well, there's a surprise. Yeah. Anyway, that's our opinions on Bert. G'day, this is Daniel Burt. I was uh, the writer's intern at uh, Letterman in New York. You're listening to The Box Cutters, and you should. You, yeah. should. you should podcast it, you should download it, you should show it to your friends, you should feed it to your mother, you should own it, you should love it, and just be naked next to your iPod. Thank you very much, Daniel Burt. It was great having him on the show. It was, it was very it was... good. I got some good feedback during the week about that interview. Yeah? The same people saying they enjoyed it. Hey, just quickly. But they wished that Marie Cardi was in on it. <laughs> was that what they were saying? Just quickly, uh, have you guys seen any of the ads that the ABC are running for the West Wing? I did before they started showing the West Wing with like the, that shot of the helicopter coming in. And oh, no, these ones are much worse. They're, they're making it like it's some sort of really bad relationship drama. You know, Jed Bartlett, he's under the thumb from his wife. Well, Toby, Toby, in a zany kind of way. Toby Ziegler, he's under the thumb too. And they show like the tiny snippets of the relationship. Who's doing well, you know, if, if Who's it, voicing it? Oh, somebody. Guy or a girl? A guy. If it is a relationship drama, it is a really bad relationship drama. Yeah, that's true. See? So there you go. <laughs> but there's so much for the West Wing that's watch, good that you could advertise it Watch the West Wing, it's a really for. bad relationship drama. Like, I, I just don't understand. It's kind of like ABC viewers have never actually seen the West Wing and so they have no idea. It's, it's quite hard opening it up on a new network. At the point that they have, at the start of the fourth season, and and I'm experiencing this with somebody that I'm watching it with, who's who's that? Who's that? Who's that? How's it all fit together? Oh, okay. It's really hard to come up to speed. Yeah, yeah. Well, I just I just think these ads are terrible. Yeah, I don't buy it. No, they got to get people in somehow. Hey, yeah, is that that's the, true? That's the end music. Mm. Well, that's the end of Box Cutters. It is episode twenty six. Episode twenty six. Uh, if you've enjoyed it, tell us you've enjoyed it, or otherwise. At hooray at boxcutters.net. Did we get through the whole show almost without saying our email address? We, we did. I did mention the, the web address at the beginning of the show. Mm-hmm. But then, yes. We, we just, Which was? Uh, boxcutters.net. Excellent. Oh, also, don't forget to, uh, to buy something from our store at boxcutters.net. You can get T-shirts, you can get mugs, you can get light switch covers, you can get bibs for your babies. 
Thank you very much to 3RRR, whose studios we use for recording box cutters every week. They rock if you're in Melbourne, listen to 102.7 on the FM band. And uh, I'm Josh Canal. Ross McQueen. I continue to be Brett Cropley. Was that quick enough for you? Thank you. Join us again next week. <laughs> Same bad time. <laughs> Same bad channel. And hey, let's be careful out there.